You know, I don't know how you, uh, what you think, and I don't know when you hear stories like these, how you respond. I spent some time with each of these folks this week, and our staff um, at both of our campuses had the opportunity to interact with all of our missionaries that are back this year for festival. And um, we did kind of a, almost like a speed dating kind of thing. We sent these missionaries around the room, and then we took our staff and we broke up into groups of like four or five, and then we just kind of rotated every three or four minutes and had them tell us what God was doing in their area of the world in three or four minutes. And um, it wasn't near enough time for them to fully share what God was doing, but it was enough time for us to get a glimpse to understand that God is doing a lot of incredible, incredible things around the world. And, and when, I, when I hear stories like these, I am completely overwhelmed. Because for me, and again, I, re, I talked about this some last week, but for me, it just it, it expands my worldview to understand that God is bigger than I make him out to be so many times. I, I think of God in my finite little bitty perspective about what's going on in my world day after day here. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, as long as I do understand that God is bigger than that. And that when you and I gather here on Sundays, or when you go to work tomorrow, or when you're doing something Thursday night, that somewhere around the world in northern India, or somewhere just inside of Beijing, somewhere in Honduras, somewhere in Cuba, somewhere in Russia, in other places around the world, we have not just people that we don't know, and many of you may not know them personally, but we are connected to people and groups of people that are doing things around the world. And, and for me, it's, it, I'm overwhelmed by that. I'm challenged by that. And I, I ran across this passage of Scripture. This is not a new passage of Scripture. Many of you know this. You're familiar with this. It's found in the, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14, we're kind of given a glimpse of a lot of different things. It's it's, uh, we get the spiritual gifts are listed a lot there in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. So if you've ever had a spiritual gifts assessment or test, you've ever heard about in the Pentecostal kind of movement, the, the idea of spiritual gifts and spiritual giftings, that's really a lot of that's found in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 here in the writings of Paul. Right in the middle of that, 1 Corinthians 13, is the love chapter. And we're going to start a brand new series next week talking called Love Is, talking about what love really is out of that chapter But here in the second portion of 1 Corinthians 12 is a passage that many of us have heard, many of us know, either straight from Scripture or just hearing other people talk about it. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, beginning in verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, whether American or German, or Chinese, you know, we're all one body. We are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. When, when I read this, and it's not specifically talking about missions, it's not specifically talking about missionary partners, but when I read this, 
in the context of the stories that we've just heard, the people that we've just met, it occurs to me that God knits together groups of people to accomplish more together than they ever could on their own. I've used this story before, so if you've heard it, don't tune me out. Just act like it's the first time you've heard it. But inside your knee, there are a bunch of little ligaments and tendons, and there's a bunch of little muscles and muscle fibers that kind of come together. But there's this little small part, right? It's the ACL. Anybody ever had ACL surgery, ever torn your ACL, messed your ACL up? There's a little little ligament there, and, and you don't see it. Most of us don't even know it's there until you hurt it, until you do something to expose that ligament. Well, for me, I know a lot of people want to, you know, when, when they talk about the body of Christ, they want to be, you know, the mouthpiece or they want to be the, the ears or the eyes. They want to be the hands. They want to serve. They want to do something. They want to proclaim the gospel. Well, in the body, there are definitely different parts. But man, that ACL is pretty important. It allows your leg to kind of move and you would walk. If not, you'd have that little bow-legged thing, you know, when somebody's wearing one of those knee braces and you just look weird, right? Every part together, the hidden parts and the visible parts, the small parts and the big parts, the loud parts and the quiet parts, the American parts, the German, the Indian, the Georgia Tech grads even, the Chinese, the Russians, the Cubans, the Hondurans. There are people all over the world who play a part in the body of Christ to accomplish the work that the spirit desires to be accomplished. Now, whether it's spiritual gifts within a local body like this, we believe in that. But in the larger context, we understand that God utilizes people. He doesn't use and abuse. He utilizes. He leverages the gifts that he placed inside of us to accomplish more collectively than we could on our own. You know, there's a man who is a part of our church And he said that when he was growing up, he was a little boy. He said there was a Sunday very similar to this. And he was sitting in his church and he heard some missionaries share what they were doing and how they were going around the world to preach the gospel. And he said in that service, that missionary said two things. He said, some of you today will be called to the mission field. Some of you today, you will you will decide that God is saying, I want you to go And to proclaim the good news and to win people to the kingdom of God. And he said, there are others of you who are sitting here today and God is calling you to send. God is calling you to build businesses and to make money and to help support those who are going. And he said, in that moment, I knew for sure that God was calling me to be one of those senders. He said, I've had the opportunity to travel and do a lot of things. But he said, God, in that moment just really impressed on my heart that I was one of those who would help support missions and support that financially and through prayer and sending. And, and he's done that. He's been incredibly faithful to do that. And today is not a sales pitch. Today is not to guilt you into anything. This was not to pull your heartstrings, you know, so that you would respond to that. Our missions ministry at our church, I believe is incredibly, incredibly healthy in this regard. That it's not about just the individual people that you get the opportunity to meet. There are other missionaries, there are other stories. If we had the opportunity to have them all here today and share, we wouldn't have enough time to hear all the incredible things. But for us, as a part of this body, there are some of us who will get the opportunity to go. Hopefully later this year, I'm going to get the opportunity to go to China and spend some time with Brother Tom and the ministry there. 
And, and, and hopefully I'll get the opportunity to do that. We're still working on the details. And some of you may be able to go on some of the short-term trips that we have scheduled for this year. Maybe you don't get the opportunity this year, but maybe in a future year to do that. Some of you, you feel called, and we heard from one of our own uh, last week, but you feel called, hey, as a part of my life in an ongoing way, I'm going to be a part of the going part of missions. I'm going to go and do ministry and maybe come back and then go and live and come. Some of you may feel that tug and that call today as you hear these stories. It resonates with you. You know that's how God has wired you and where God is sending you. And then others of us, we feel like, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. But I still want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the body. And as it relates to missions, maybe I'm just that little ACL. Maybe I'm just that little hidden part. But I want to do my part in the body to allow for the body to move. To allow for the body to to be active, to go and accomplish all that is necessary. And so I'm going to pray. I'm going to specifically call out the needs of these missionaries and others a part of our ministry and other ministries around the world that are really healthy, vibrant ministries. And I'm also going to support financially. If you've got your worship guide, I want you to open that up. It's that red worship guide you got when you came in. On the inside of that, there is a faith promise card. It's a little long card there. It's a faith promise card. And I want to ask you to take that out. The faith promise card is how we do missions giving throughout the year in a regular way through Mount Perrin North. Faith promise card is the opportunity for you to say that I am trusting God to help me be a part of the work that he is accomplishing. I want want you to flip over non-demographic side here. So non-side that we're trying to get information on the back. Underneath the, uh, the line there, I want to read this. It says, what is faith promise world mission giving? A faith promise is simply trusting the Lord for the ability to give an amount of money to be used specifically for world missions. A faith promise is a commitment to trust God to make all grace abound toward you for the purpose of giving to his work. This principle is based on 2 Corinthians 9. When you complete a faith promise missions card, you are only indicating to this church body the amount of money you are trusting the Lord for the ability to give in addition to your tithe. The sum total of all these commitments becomes the mission's faith promise budget. The support of our individual missionaries and strategic uh, projects requests made to our missions board are depending on your faith promise pledge. Ask God what he would have you give in faith, then be obedient to him in supporting the expanding missions outreach in Mount Perrin North Church of God. So let me have you flip that card over. It says, depending on God to enable me, my faith promise through February 2015 is, and there's a, a line there for you to fill that in if you feel called to do that today. You can fill that number in and then please indicate to us if that's a total gift or if that's a monthly commitment to give there. And then you can fill that information out. You can also fill out the bottom card, tear that off. You can drop the top card in the bucket when it comes by in a few minutes and you can keep the bottom card for you. As a reminder, you can put that up on your fridge or wherever you might do that, your visor, your car to to be praying about that. Let me just explain one more time because we had a lot of questions about this last week. Let me explain one more time kind of missions giving for us. When you give to missions, you are not necessarily giving to one specific partner. Now, we heard some great partners, missionaries today. But when you give, unless you designate it to go to the people that you're listening to, um, you're giving into the general missions fund. And there's some information out in the lobby there about how missions giving is utilized. And so you can look there and see that 100% of the money that you give is given 
into ministry to, to support the missionaries, to support their furlough time when they come back to do retreat. But it's all given to the missionaries for their specific ministry. None of it is for the overhead of our ministry here at the church, anything like that. All that money goes to ministry. But what they do is they then request money through our missions board for special projects, the ministry ongoing that they have. So the money you give through Faith Promise is makes up that month, that yearly budget to allow us to say, okay, we have X amount of dollars this year to, to fulfill these special projects that our missionaries are requesting. And so when you give, you allow the missions board and then these individual missionaries to do the ministry that God is calling them to do. If you have other questions about that, feel free to ask me or you can follow up with our missions department. But again, we don't want you to feel like, and if you're here for the first, second, third time today, this is somewhat a little bit of a family part of our service now. Um, you've heard the stories and that's, that's for everybody. But this is just to say, hey, if I call this place home, if this is where I belong, I want to be a part of what God's doing around the world. And so I want to be a part of that. If you give a dollar, if you give $100, you give $1,000, whatever it is that God is saying to you, I want you to pledge this amount. We encourage you to be faithful and obedient to do that. Um, so let me pray. And then the band's going to sing. That'll give you time to fill out your card if you haven't already done so. And then I'll come back and we'll take up these faith promise cards in just a moment. God, we thank you for the incredible stories that we've heard. We thank you for the two families that are represented here today that have shared with us who they are and what their ministry looks like and how we can pray for them. But God, even beyond the things that we heard today, there are other missionary partners around the world that we as a church sponsor and support and help them to fulfill what you're calling them to do. And you give us that opportunity through a church that believes in missions. And when we fill out these cards, God, we're not filling out cards so that we can have some grandiose number. We just want to partner with you in being the resource to accomplish the need. And so, God, today I pray that some of the people we've heard from today and others of our missionaries, they're the mouthpiece in those parts of the world. And we there are the silent partners, many of us. We're that little ACL. We're the, we're the internal. We're the behind the scenes. We may not ever go to those places. We may not ever meet some of those people that are receiving Christ there. But we want to be a part of the work. And so we want to partner with them. So God, today I pray that you would impress on our heart how we get to be involved. And then beyond that, help us to continually be in prayer for these folks. God, let us understand that the body of Christ and your kingdom work is bigger than what we see with our eyes day in and day out. And let us in some way be truly a part of what you're doing and what you're calling us to do around the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll come back in just a moment to take up these.